Chapter 3. The Seven Resolutions Being sensible that I am unable to do anything without God's help, I do humbly entreat Him by His grace to enable me to keep these resolutions so far as they are agreeable to His will for Christ's sake. Jonathan Edwards When I was a little guy, it was my job to get wood for the family fireplace. I usually tackled this in the light of day. One day, I forgot. When evening came, the fire needed wood. Into the darkness I walked, and the night terrorized me. I got halfway to the wood pile and froze. Between our new family dog snarling and lunging from the end of his chain and the giant reaching shadows of birch trees in the moonlight, I was paralyzed with fear. Somehow, I spun around and ran back to the house and up the stairs where my father was reading the paper. He saw my panic. My good dad didn't need the details. He could see the terror in my eyes. Without instilling an ounce of shame, dad walked me outside and down the path to the woodpile. I stuck so close to him that I thought we were one. Confidence welled up inside. I had fresh eyes on the situation. What a victory to come striding back to the house with arms filled with firewood, looking over my shoulder at the defeated dog, knowing I'd won, and I was laughing inside at the giants that couldn't attack me. The seven resolutions are agreements with God to walk with him in lightness and darkness. Real faith acknowledges and embraces moments of fear and invites God to help us. Admitting weakness and leaning into the strength of God is what you were made for. Faith never outgrows the need for utter dependence. True faith is blown away by the power of God to both save us and transform us. Faith repents in the crisis of self-reliance and runs to God. Dependence is a way of living because an act of faith is a good thing, but a life of faith is everything. I want you to dream for a moment. Imagine getting honest enough to admit that you have life systems that are hurting you and the ones you love are holding you back from your calling. Now imagine living out the following seven resolutions and that the accompanying statements are true of you. Go ahead. Get a vision for stepping into a future where your life is being changed. The seven resolutions. Join God. You are partnering with God and experiencing His power. Think truth. Your mind is being renewed and freed from destructive thinking. Kill sin. You're finally putting to death those sins that have been killing you. Choose friends. You have quality people around you who help you live the abundant life. Take risks. You now live in a way that puts your faith in motion and gives you energy. Focus effort. Your direction is clear because you're focused on your passion and gifting. Redeem time. You spend your time in a way that reflects your values and impacts the world. Before you begin, I know something about adventures, travel, outdoor, mission. Think of me as your guide on a spiritual adventure. Before taking off 
on an adventure, guides always go over some ground rules and answer any questions of their fellow adventurers. Here's some questions you might have about the seven resolutions. Number one, should I see the seven resolutions as sequential? Yes and no. You'll notice a natural progression in the seven resolutions. One straightforward way to see this is that take risks, focus effort, and redeem time come after join God, think truth, kill sin, and choose friends. This is because the active living out of our dreams has a better chance of truly being God-inspired and God-directed when we've taken hold of those first four resolutions. Along with a natural progression, there will undoubtedly be specific resolutions you can choose to focus on in different seasons. The seven resolutions assessment is a highly predictive tool that will help pinpoint your resolutions of strength and weakness. The seven resolutions assessment is available for free at sevenresolutions.com. Number two, is there a specific way to apply the seven resolutions? Yes. There's an application section at the end of each chapter. I encourage you to listen to the whole book through and then come back to work on the application points for each resolution. The nuance of actions taken will be distinct to each person's life situation. My confidence is that God will bring conviction from each resolution and specific direction for how you apply it to your life. For instance, Whether you join God through prayer walks with your spouse or friend, or you hit your knees in your bedroom with your Bible and prayer journal open, the ultimate goal is cultivating a conversation with God and hearing His voice. Number three, are the seven resolutions a book or something more? My prayer is that your experience goes beyond a book you read or listen to and becomes a lifestyle you choose, a personal revolution. We don't need more information. We need transformation. Because this book reflects how I personally focus effort in my life, I provide more resources and support for each resolution that can't be included in this book. You'll find more information at 7resolutions.com. My hope is that these resolutions become a part of who you are. Number four. What approach to the seven resolutions will help bear the most fruit? This is critical. Choose to be humble and stay there. Humility is all you should bring to the table. Without it, nothing can be won. Humility is not a gift from God that we wait to fall in our lap. It's a choice to make, and it's the most critical decision you can make every day. Remember Andrew Murray's words, that sent me to my knees. The lack of humility is the sufficient explanation of every defect and failure. Pride is not something God accepts. He'll resist pride because proud people can only move in their strength. But humble people are given God's favor, 1 Peter 5.5. If you desire God to overthrow the broken systems in your life, you have a move to make. Humble yourself under God's strong and loving hand, and he will ultimately lift you up and take you places you could never have gone before, 1 Peter 5, 6. The pressure is off. Rules to follow, behavior modification, sheer grit, and self-will can never bring lasting change. 
God transforms our lives the same way God saves our lives, through total and complete dependence on Him. Working in our strength just proves we've taken the bait of Satan, Galatians 3.1. This isn't to say you have nothing to do, but all you do must be in the wake of what God has done and in His power alone. It's time to let God show His love toward you and display His power in you.